Welcome back. Oh, he's back. Thanks for joining us once again on the Red Rock Sports Podcast. Ah, feels good to be back. Feels good to be out of the house. Mm. I have to say, for a guy in myself, I don't leave the house very often. I come here, go get some beers every now and then. Every night. At the local brewery. (laughs) Every night. Eh, A couple times a week. I try to keep within budget. (laughs) And I'm, I'm unsuccessful every time. Uh, and, and I go to work maybe once or twice a week. I mainly work from home. But it sucks being stuck in your house when, when you know, everyone kind of bought in in the quarantine. We all kind of bought in. We're like, yeah, we'll stay at home for a few weeks. Uh, no, not fun. Not fun. We're, un, not, we're unbought in. We're un, I am not bought in at this point. I just wanted yes. to leave my house. And I think part of it was I never really felt bad. I had like you, very minor. You symptoms. hear that legal team for Woos Media? Jared has admitted to COVID, so we did not break any HIPAA violations. Oh no! Okay, uh, the lawsuit is pending. <laughs> lawsuit is pending. Okay. Absolutely. I'm gonna go Brian Flores on you guys. Oh okay? yikes! Oh no! Well, it's good to have too you soon? back, Jared. Too soon? It's yeah, definitely to too soon. But go on. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I just—it's good to see you guys. You're the first people I've like interacted with. Is in that a while. true? Uh, I mean, other than my brothers. So does that count? I think I don't yeah, think. Yeah, I'd say so. So are they humans? Uh, debatable. <laughs> you know, you know my brothers. So, uh, anyways, I am Jared. I'm back this week, and I, I'm I appreciate Tyler Walgy filling in and Connor. I think you're pretty good at this host thing. Hey. I'm just gonna have to say, I think from now on, when I'm out, I'd like to have somebody else hosting, just because I don't <laughs> I don't want to be out of a job here too soon. Oh no, no, we we we're glad to have you back, Jared. It's yeah. good. It's hard. You know, I've realized how much more work hosting is than doing what I do. Because me and Nick just show up and like just react, basically. But, but you know, it gives me an appreciation for what you do. You know, putting together the show and moving us along when we're idiots. And Well, know. I, I appreciate that. I think this uh, all on this show, we all play to our strong suits. So Agree. Um, but anyways, good to be back. We're going to start the show this week with a new segment, something we're going to bring in each week. It's called This Week in Sports History. And, you know, there's... Just about every day, if you look back in sports history, there's something that happened, albeit locally or nationally, that's that's worth noting. So, Connor, what do we have for this week? This is, by the way, Tuesday, December 8th. December. Fe- December. February. Wow. He's been out for a long yeah, time. He's been gone. <laughs> it, was, it was January in my defense. It feels like December 8th. Show. So, February 8th. Okay, so... This day, uh, or rather this week in sports history, in 1936, the NFL had its first draft ever. Uh, Jay Berwanger, I hope I'm saying that right, Jay Berwanger from the University of Chicago was the first pick by the Philadelphia Eagles in the first draft ever. Uh, Also this week, I would be remiss if I didn't say, the last time the Broncos won a playoff game happened to be the Super Bowl, February 7th. 2016, the Broncos won their last Super Bowl, also their last playoff game. So, yeah, it's a good week, right? Social I mean, media was really good to scroll through yesterday. Was it? On, on the 7th. Just everyone, just all the memories and the, the video clips from the, that Super Bowl. That was that was so much fun. That was like the peak of my football watching experiences in my life. So that was fun. It was good. Uh, you know, it's a, I, I know you probably know this, but isn't it strange to think the Colorado Rockies oh, have been to the playoffs multiple times since that Super Bowl, since the Broncos have not made the playoffs, and the Rockies yeah, have been many, there several times. How many times. teams make the playoffs in the in the Major League Baseball? Well, they just changed. I can't remember the the new one, but well, 
so some of my buddies would not count the wild card game as a playoff game. So it's kind of like the kind of like the play in. Yeah, kind of like the NBA play in. But I count it. So there you go. Hey, that's this week in sports. We had the first NFL draft in 1936. Okay, so Jay Beringer, Beringer, Berwanger, Berwanger. Also, also the first Heisman Trophy winner. Oh, was it? Yes, that's oh. a good one right there. Yeah, yeah wow. Nick. Look at average well, Nick over position. there. Average Nick, running average back takes. or quarterback? What what do we got? Do we know? Halfback. Halfback. Yes. Okay. Okay. I, I got to say, uh, he's not anyone that we remember. So, Well, it's 1936, Jared. I hope you don't remember. Career, Depression that, was in full swing. Yeah. Did, did this guy go and fight in the war? I was just... Probably. I, I don't know. Jared, can you name me one person who fought in the war? Uh, <laughs> no, which, which not one? specifically. Which I guess. One? So, uh, so why do you think that would make it more I'm, noticeable? I'm I mean, saying just, maybe this is why we don't know who he is. Whoa, maybe dark. this is where Might his career dark. didn't take off. The way that was dark. But there you go. Hey, this is our... Uh, it's see, our show. See it's what our, happens it's our when I spend two weeks in isolation. <laughs> I get dark. Yeah, you're different I now. Dark. I know. <laughs> you're different now. <laughs> well, right. good stuff. I, I think that was a, a good uh Yeah, we, good we'll get it going. I mean, it, it'll be cool to see, you know, just uh, every week as we go on, just what's happened during that week. And I'm sure there will be some discussions that come out of certain stories and things like We've that. We've got to get too, some so. music going, too, still yeah. TBD on music, but can't find anything I, yeah. I really care for. So. Producer Nick, yeah, thanks I know. a lot. I know. I know. Put it's work in progress. Nick's slacking. All right, you guys talked a bit, which, by the way, good shows. Last couple weeks, I enjoyed it. It helped me get through part of a day, and that's that's huge in these times, okay? Um, but you guys got a chance to talk on a lot of topics that I missed out on, and I, I just want to kind of you know bring them back full circle, mainly being the the Broncos, you know, hiring Nathaniel Hackett, which obviously you guys both like Connor, you particularly, you know, very I like, I'm on board. I, I love it as well. I, I, I think it's a great move. Um, I, 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 I got to say Aaron Rodgers or not, this is a great move. I, I think that's a, that's, if you're hiring a coach in the hopes that you're bringing a quarterback, that's just a, a foolish move. No, and I don't. I, make, and so. I'm going to give George Payton the benefit of the doubt, despite Absolutely. what Tyler Walge said last week. Absolutely. I am adamant that this had nothing to do with and why if it you did, hired. Him. I have lost all right. faith in George. Absolutely, Payton. no I, way. In my opinion. Wrong. See, in I don't think opinion. so. Wrong. I don't think so, so I just had to touch on that one. I know you guys talked. I'm not going to go in, into too much detail. I'm sure there's going to be a ton of times, uh, just a ton of discussions between now and the beginning of next season on what we think about Nathaniel Hackett as the head coach. But I do want to touch and dive into some of the guys that he has now brought on to this staff. Uh, he's made a few hires, has not filled out this staff yet, but uh, a few of them. And I'm kind of curious, and I'm getting the look from Connor that I feel right now, and some of the guys he's hired. So, uh, Justin Outen, Outen, I have no idea how uh, to pronounce Outen. that. It's Outen. As his offensive coordinator. Um, Clint Kubiak brought on as as QB coach. Gotta love a Kubiak in Denver. And those are the kind of the two that stood out to me. As of yet, uh, unless I'm mistaken, they have not hired a defensive coordinator. I think that's correct. So, anyone else that stands out to you? Anything uh, on those guys, Connor, that you want to give some your two cents on what you feel about? Uh, Justin, I'm sorry. It's Outen, you said? Justin Outen? Outen. Okay. Yep. Yeah, think Outen about. Outen about. There you oh, go. God. <laughs> That's how I remember. Do you think he run, throws a lot of out routes in, oh, in his offense? Boo. Oh, Jared Boo. Sh- look at that. Dude. Jared's coming at it <laughs> Jared hot. Boo. Jared's spicy. Uh, outen up. God, I missed uh, it. It's out and <laughs> up. It's hard to make too much statements. I mean, you know, we're, we're coming at it. We're, we're not insiders, right? We don't, we don't talk on a daily basis to the coaching staff or, or people like that. So, um, you know, it's hard, it's hard to make any sort of value judgment, right? We'll just see how this goes. Uh, Kubiak, obviously a, a fan favorite name. The Broncos have never won a Super Bowl without a Kubiak. 
here in Denver. All so. right, put them in the Super Bowl <laughs> next year. Uh, so no, I I, I like it. Uh, did you see? Did you guys happen to catch? Um, I think it was Outen uh, with with Nathaniel Hackett at the Nuggets game. Did you see that yes, little clip? I did see. Was that, that Outen? Was that who that was? I believe so. Yeah. Yes. So that went viral. Uh, they got a good crowd reception, right? And then this guy, dude. Hey, I'm not saying this will translate to like wins, right? I mean, it's it's to be seen. But he is a 180 degree difference in personality. Than, than and you're talking uh, Hackett or Hackett? Okay. Hackett. Yeah, I mean, this dude is just like he, he's like the guy that you go to like uh, like uh, like church camp oh, no. or like Boy Scout camp or something, you know. And he's just like that typical guy there that's that's like completely sober, but like so excited that he's of course just like, he's sober. Yeah, oh, and has right. the ukulele. He made sure to bring there the ukulele. You go. Yes, he's yeah. the ukulele guy. That's just that. Everybody ready? Let's sing. You know, just okay, like I, don't I know. hated that guy at church camp. Well, that's what, so that's what I'm saying. I, I don't know. It's a it's a little cringy at times. I'm not gonna lie. It's a little cringy at times watching him, but. But hey, maybe that's what we need. So, and maybe the here's my thing: little... is it works if it's genuine. And and sometimes, like I look at a guy, not in the same way, but Josh McDaniels, where everything he did was so fabricated. He tried so hard to be this image and this this idea that he wasn't. Uh, as long as this is genuine from Nathaniel Hackett, I think it'll work for him. I I, I do. But I, you you brought up a point there in him being a complete 180 from Vicky Fangio. And that's something that stands out to me about just about all of the hires so far mm. on this coaching staff is it's a complete 180 from what we had before. You look at a guy in Justin Outen who has Almost no experience as a coach in the NFL. He was an offensive assistant for Atlanta for a couple of years. He spent the last two years uh, with Green Bay as their uh, tight ends coach, but now gets the the move to offense squared. Now I think it's I don't know if it's been officially established, but Hackett I believe is going to be calling he, plays. He, he he did say so. Okay, yeah, so he, he'll still he be calling plays. It. But it's a guy that has no track record and is unproven. Uh, Clint Kubiak I know has some experience. Some of the other guys that they did bring on have some experience, but overall a young staff guys that are unproven going opposite of what what you saw in Vic Fangio and and I look back as this is a trend for the Broncos and it concerns me now I'm not saying it won't pay off but it concerns me because you go all the way back to when they had Kubiak here uh, uh, Gary Kubiak as a head coach and he was the stubborn old guy that wanted his guys and he wanted to run his system and he wasn't willing to, to make uh, you know changes and then you go complete 180 to Vance Joseph, who was a yes man, who brought in whoever Elway told him to and mm -hmm. did whatever Elway told. And then that didn't work. And so you went complete reversal and you brought in the adult in the room. And you brought in someone with a ton of experience and a ton of relationships. And not only Vic Fangio, but Pat Shermer as well. And now what are you doing? You're going to the complete, unproven, inexperienced guys are they overreacting? That's my concern. Is this an overreaction saying, oh, we want the young up-and-comers. We missed out on Kyle Shanahan. We're going to get the next uh, thing. You know, I think that's part of the story. Uh, of course, the narrative, you know, in the media and people like ourselves talking about it. But I honestly, I would be shocked if that played a huge role in terms of actually hiring him, right? I, I uh, you know, I, I'm going to trust George Payton. He had a pretty good first-year draft. He's you know, very highly regarded uh, amongst front offices across the league. He turned down multiple GM jobs before he came to the Broncos. Um, so I'm going to choose to trust in him and, and think that, hey, maybe he's just, you know, he's got his guy for, for whatever reason, right? Um, but yeah, he, he's very different than, than a Vic Fangio. You know why I like him, Jared? And I said this last week. I like that Nathaniel Hackett has experience 
in like every facet of the game. Right. He has uh, he, you know, he cut his teeth being QA. So working like data analytics, just being a kind of a, a yes man data analytics guy that just looked at data. Uh, and then he, you know, got into his he's coached special teams. He's been on the defensive side of the ball and he's been on offense. And so uh, I like that. Whereas Vic Fangio, of course, was defense through and through his entire career. Right. So somebody coming in that seems to at least have experience uh, to have that connection with like the entire team. That's what gets me really excited about this. Not necessarily the narrative that he's young and fresh and all that stuff. You any, know? any concerns with the inexperience of the coaches underneath him that he's not bringing in a lot of guys with a ton of experience to help guide him in his first head coaching job? You know, a lot of times you see guys have a defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator that are a former head coach that maybe can help you. You kind of learn the ropes as a head coach when you first go through it. Mm, maybe, I guess we'll see. I mean, as long as they're not a bunch of Josh McDaniels over here, right? Yeah, no, and, and it's <laughs> true. I mean, honestly, it's, it's hard to say. Maybe it's exactly what they need in in this young, you know, resurgence of youth through this organization. But it does concern me. I'd say I go into this looking at the hire so far, and let's see who he brings on for defensive coordinator. Let's see some of the other guys he brings in to fill out the staff, but. I think if you're going in with a coaching staff that really hasn't done it before, that's concerning for me. I think what it says is that no matter what, Hackett will be calling the plays on offense. I don't think it matters so much who the offensive coordinator is. To your point, Jared, when we talk about how Kubiak struggled, Vance Joseph struggled, Fangio struggled, I think the issue is that you didn't really have a quarterback. They had Simeon, and the laundry list goes on and on of all the names. So I think we would be remiss to say that I disagree with Connor. I think part of the hire here, we need a guy, a quarterback. I think all this does is raise the stakes to get Aaron Rodgers. Okay, speaking of quarterbacks, you say Aaron Rodgers, but did you guys hear this about Kyler Murray? Yeah, Kyler Murray. And did you see that uh, Jimmy G is a trade target for the... Oh, stop. Stop. Uh, Just don't even Jimmy G. For the Broncos. They're interested. Don't Jimmy G me. I don't want it. Get out of here. Yeah, so either way, I don't really care for Jimmy G. All I'm saying is the problems generally center around a quarterback which everybody it's the most obvious statement ever but we can go on and on about hires things like that and connor's unless you're jared who thinks it doesn't matter if you have a good quarterback well to connor yeah but you just said that you said (laughs) last week that you it doesn't matter that you don't think it has anything to do with them getting aaron Rodgers. no i I think think i think it all i think a lot of it centers around getting a guy can get you a quarterback and and get you in I'll, i'll say this i'll say this i don't think that the hire was made with any bit in mind like this is going to help us get Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is not a free agent. He has to get traded. So it, it really doesn't matter. Like this guy doesn't help you, know you actually get him. But what I do think I could see it. I, I do think it tips the Broncos hand in that they are all in on Aaron Rodgers, right? They are going to try to get him and they think that this coach could be the best fit with him or without. I, I think more than anything, it tips their hand that they are going to be in on the Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes. As if that wasn't obvious already. Right, well, to right. Connor, it wasn't obvious <laughs> well, because it has nothing to do with getting Aaron Rodgers. But now it but has it everything to do no, with getting and, Aaron Rodgers. No. I think. I think the idea is that you're going to hire a coach based on the potential that he might make some minimal increase in, in Aaron Rodgers' interest in coming here. What well, doesn't matter his interest, though. When, when in it reality, it, what happens if you don't get him? Now you just hired some shithead coach yes. because you thought you had a chance to get Aaron Rodgers? I hope that's not what you're doing. And if so, so, get rid of everyone in this front the best office thing that happened, that's bad decision. The best thing that happened to the Broncos is that the Packers blew it in their first game in the playoffs. And I Connor, did, Connor did, disagrees with me. I think that's the best thing that could have happened. Everyone's on coming off contract for the Green Bay Packers 
I don't yeah. really know if the the Devonte Adams thing is realistic, but I don't see how you can't not say that that's a very obvious sign that the Broncos are going for Aaron Rodgers, and because of the Hackett hire, have a significant chance to land him. Well, and here's the deal: regardless of of the Broncos, there's going to be 10, 15, maybe even 20 teams interested in Aaron Rodgers if he becomes available. He's going to – I don't know. Does he have a no-trade clause? No, he has no no-trade clause. So there's no, it pretty much comes down to yeah. what benefits Green Bay and yep. how much they want to take his input on where he goes well, and, because they're going to get the same offer from everybody. The, well, the house. And, and to be fair, the Broncos – well, there's two things that go into this. One is the Broncos do – they are one of the very few handful of teams that can offer a very high package for Aaron Rodgers because the Broncos have tons of draft picks and and have uh, and, and, have and I believe and I believe his contract is up after next year. So you're not going to trade for Aaron Rodgers when he's got one year left on his deal. You're not going to trade the farm to a team as as the receiver receiving team of the Aaron Rodgers deal. You're not going to make all that trade if he's not going to sign. So I feel like that does limit you in regards to who will trade. That's true. That that's a good point. Uh, that see that that's a good point, Nick. That is where. Um, Maybe this Nathaniel Hackett, oh, or, or actually, oh, he's coming I'll, around. I'll, I'll put he's it this way: coming around. That is where Aaron Rodgers' interests do come into play because any team that's going to want to trade for him, oh, I can't is wait gonna to want right. some, Well, and not only that, but the Broncos have what, like forty-nine million in cap space, oh, and Aaron Rodgers, I think, is is uh, set to make forty-five million. So if he did come to the Broncos. He would have to almost immediately take a restructured pay oh, deal. I think that's a part of any trade. Yeah, that happens. the Broncos. Think that's the Broncos negotiated. Well, and actually, deal. it's 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 also if he stayed in Green Bay, the he Broncos would also have, have the to restructure. sixth highest cap space with thirty eight point eight million dollars right. available for next year. So I don't know, man. So pretty much, no matter what, whoever Aaron, even if Aaron Rodgers goes back to Green Bay or if he goes to any other team, he's essentially going to have to rip up that deal and make a new one. Right, I mean, essentially. I mean, they would just sign him to a new contract, but yeah. Right, 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 and they're gonna back it, backload it, and stuff, so so he can stay under the cap. This and year. the Broncos have very little dead money. I think it's like uh, six point three million, so they're in a really good spot. I mean, teams like the Eagles, twenty two million in dead money. The Texans, not that they would take it, but thirty five million dollars in dead money. I mean, you, that stuff has to matter. Is there any scenario in this world you could ever see Aaron Rodgers wanting to play for the Texans? I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, in con- but per Connor's point, I mean, theoretically, any team in the NFL could trade for him. And, so. and, I, I, and see, I'm, I'm right there with you. And I, I just think, uh, you know, you're looking at uh, a situation with Aaron Rodgers that he's – I look back to Peyton Manning in 2011 or 12, whatever it was, that, that offseason when, when he was kind of on his tour. I mean, he, he pretty much was identifying what he thought were teams that were – had the capacity to win a championship right away and be good for several but years. He was a free agent. Yeah, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is essentially a free agent. He is essentially a free agent next year. You could make that argument. And in addition, it's just I don't I don't see. Point. I guess it really comes down to how where the situation's at. And I agree with you that you say that them losing in the first round was the best thing because if that team goes to the Super Bowl, I think he's in, he considers staying there. I think the fact that it happened again to this team again, I think he I think he wants out. How far will he take it? Will he sit out if they decide not to trade him? Vegas has, I believe, I, I think they're even now at minus 110, meaning odds on favorite to get Aaron Rodgers besides the Packers. I That's think. the craziest part is, Connor, I will die on this hill with you that I don't think this move getting Nathaniel Hack it dramatically changes anything with the Broncos getting Aaron Rodgers, but Vegas disagrees because that line moved fairly significantly but see, right see, at that that's, time. That's to my point. I think more than like, does it increase our odds? 
No. Oh my god. But but I don't it think it does. Oh my god. But but what it does is it just shows you it reinforces that the Broncos yes. are in on the Aaron Rodgers. They were a hundred percent in before. They're still a hundred percent in now. Average Nick hates me over. Okay. Here. Yeah. Aver- okay. Average takes from average Nick. But with that said, <laughs> how can you look at the Vegas line moving? How can you look at these hires and not say that that people doesn't are play betting on any part in it? How can you actually, with a straight face, say that the Hackett hire does not sway Aaron Rodgers' decision at all? Decision to resign. You mean to come to Denver? Well, he doesn't get to decide if he comes to Denver. He kind of does. He's on a one-year deal. He kind of does. But let's put it this way. If he comes out publicly and says, I will not play for the Broncos, the Packers aren't going to make that's that bad deal for because the Broncos, the Broncos right, are going to pull Broncos, out of The Broncos won't make a deal. Well, that's, right. ba- that's bad for the Broncos. But mm-hmm. yeah, I just don't know how you can so say So there there will be, I think, some say oh, I can't on his part. Aaron Rodgers, Stitch Jersey, here I come. Are we going to start like a countdown? Is that is that what we need yeah, to do? Yeah, should we do like a, a counter? A weekly counter? Watch us end up with someone like, Garter Minshew, someone oh. like that. I would just, say Gar- I do not okay. hate Garter okay. Minshew. Gardner right. Minshew I don't or hate him, Jimmy G. I'm just Which say, would you be Gardner more Minshew. upset by? Oh, uh, the the Jimmy G. Jimmy G. I'd be yeah, so yeah. upset about. Yeah. Jimmy G. is peaked. He's on the way down. At least Gardner Minshew. He peaked. <laughs> he had a he had a peak. I guess he's more of a plateau guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. One other name I kind of mentioned there that I want to get your guys' thoughts. If if first of all you heard about Kyler Murray and I think it's a complete overreaction yeah. by the media I'm not going to go too into it but apparently he like unfollowed everything Arizona and got rid of everything Arizona Cardinals on his social media platforms who and are so these now, people that that catch that stuff like, I don't who, know what I don't do know. you do for work that you this, can just this is probably yeah, what they do it's, it's like it's like the guy that uh tracks jeff bezos private jet on twitter oh you mean elon musk's private or jet? elon musk yeah. yeah sorry and, and elon musk offered him a tesla and he turns it down to delete his twitter account well because <laughs> the problem is now they'll he'll just make a burner account and, yeah, yeah. exactly but that's the point yeah there are who knows there are people out there that do all these things so those people are telling us that kyler murray is not interested in the arizona cardinals anymore well, i think it's a bunch of bullshit frankly i don't well, think anything's you don't just gonna do happen. that you don't just unfollow your team and do that maybe, unless there's fire maybe. there is some smoke he may have all wanted right. something from these guys but he's not doing it because he wants to get traded at least my opinion i think he's actually in a pretty good situation people are pretty harsh on cliff kingsbury so far and I don't know. I think the dude is on to something there with him and Kyler Murray. And I think they that right there. You're hearing it right now. February 8th, 2022. That is my breakout team for next year. They will be on a deep playoff run next year. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you know, Kyler Murray's had a couple seasons now where he starts off like MVP. Everyone's talking about him as an MVP, and then he just really falls off. No, he gets hurt. He doesn't fall off. He gets hurt. But which causes him to fall off? So if, 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 big if, Kyler Murray was available. Obviously, we would take him. Is that top of the list? Is he ahead of a Russell Wilson? Duh. Yes, he's young. Yes, answers yes. See, I'm going to disagree with you. Oh my yeah, God. I think no, I'm taking I think the Russ. Answer's, the answer is yes, but not over Russ. I'm yeah, going Russ over one, Russ ten out of ten times. Kyler Murray two, and then Aaron Rodgers no. would be three. No, nope. Aaron Rodgers one, Kyler Murray two. No, 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 no. Because Aaron Rodgers, you're getting a maximum of five years. Why are you doing this to me right now and just getting my hopes up get, for like a top three? You get Russell couple. Wilson. You got well, how old is Russell Wilson? Early 30s, 32, 32. You got a good. Good window. Kyler Murray is young. You have 10 to 15 years with this guy, but Russell Wilson is proven he's younger than Aaron Rodgers. I don't know. You know that I'm saying this? I'm like talking myself into I think Kyler Murray might be my top quarterback if he became available. Now, now, Why are we doing this? Okay, now I might be way off base here. Maybe maybe I'm the get off your line long guy, you know? But uh, You do have a yard. <laughs> Very nice front yard. <laughs> tell, tell, thank you. Tell me. Tell do you me. mow your own lawn? Of course uh, he doesn't. Of course, of course he does not. 
Of course, I hire people to do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, what are we thinking here? Yeah. Uh, I hire the you know teenagers next door for like a dollar an hour. It's easy. Uh, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So hear me out here. When give me one example of a quarterback with the style of play that Kyler Murray has winning a Super Bowl. Give me one example. Okay. You can't. It doesn't exist. And you're right. It doesn't but, exist. But also, I mean, give me is, one is example of John a quarterback LA. that plays that way before the year 2000. Steve yeah, John, Young. John Elway. John Elway. Steve won. Young won a Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. yeah. So there you go. There he won several. Right. Yeah, but John Elway. I would not. Yeah. yeah I guess, actually, you know what? They that were is, running Steve quarterbacks. Steve Young is a pretty good They were running quarterbacks. Because Kyler Murray is so different to me than Lamar Jackson in that Kyler Murray is a quarterback that wants to throw the ball, that's great at throwing the ball, that has great vision and arm strength and accuracy that also happens to be a very okay. fast guy and he's very smart okay, but, when he runs. But, if you, he's, t- he's but if you take away his running ability, right? Let's you, just no, say, no, let's that's just say you make that's, him... That's a totally invalid argument. That is half of the reason he's as good as he is. Ex- go on. That's the point. No, that's my point. No. See, that's but my point. You can't take away okay. his best no, attribute. But, and go, then go, be like, go ahead. Finish, okay, Donna. But my point is... Unbelievable. I'm going to tell Nick to I'll mute, mute myself. yourself. I'm muting mute myself. Yourself. <laughs> he's over there. He's mad at me over there. Okay. So if you take away... What makes him special, to Nick's point, right? Is he really a special quarterback? I think he's an above-average quarterback still. You think so? I do. I absolutely think he is a really good quarterback. And the reason I ask if you take that away is because what we've seen time and time again with these running quarterbacks is they just don't have a long career. I mean, they don't, they're not but, able to do that for uh, very Lamar long. Jackson, or uh, excuse me, Kyler Murray to me is way more Russell Wilson than he is Lamar Jackson in that he is a smart guy. You don't see him get hit a lot. Now he has had injuries so far in his career and that will be interesting to watch. It's been, I want to say a hamstring that he's had both his first two seasons that have hindered him. That's not good for a, a no, running quarterback. Good. If he consistently good. has those problems. Um, I actually saw those, some things on, on, on social media that maybe it's not about him wanting to get traded by the Cardinals. Maybe it's him realizing he actually wanted to play baseball all along. I've seen that. I've because seen that. for those who don't well, know, he was drafted too. top 10 in, in the major leagues as well. And he's actually hinted at going back to baseball since he's been in the league. He's, he's made comments that are, uh, you know, at some point, maybe I'll pick it back up again. Like, a player that's so committed to football doesn't say that. No. You know what I mean? So, yeah, no, that's a fair point. Uh, okay. Would I get? Would I be all in on getting Kyler Murray? Of course I would. Look at the quarterbacks would we've you, had Would you here. rank him top on their list, or where would he be third behind Russell Wilson yeah, and Aaron Rodgers if yeah. all three were available? I would, I, would, I would put him fourth behind uh, 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 Houston. Uh Oh yeah, Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. To me, though, if that that legal situation clears, he is by and large. He's the number, number one, one, in my opinion. If if his legal situation, although allows he's him to very play similar in my mind in the way his career started, that he was a very dynamic player so far. But he's also had some injuries. But he also has some of the best. He has like one of the best arms in the league. Oh, I mean, by, yeah, and, you absolutely, know? So, absolutely. No, Deshaun uh, Watson. I like is it, on top. Yeah. But yeah, uh, hey, well, I'm, uh, beggars cannot be choosers here, all right? I will take Kyler Murray, and I will love him when he's here. Uh, I just am hesitant when I'm looking at all these different quarterbacks, right? Uh, the cautionary tale to me is Cam Newton. And I was a hu- I'm was a huge Cam Newton They're guy. They're totally different players. I took. I had to take myself off mute to say yeah. that. Go on. Yes. You, you think? Yeah? Okay, how are they totally different he's players? A t- Cam Newton is a physical brute Force yeah. that would Cam absolutely Newton was bulldoze Tim Tebow, play. who what could actually throw the ball, about? who could throw the ball. Yeah, but, right? but that's no, what his cannot, intent cannot throw the his ball. His intent no, he cannot was throw the ball. to hit you his when MVP he ran. Season, he watch threw the ball. His one season, right? Right. Kyler Murray has had Connor. Several. Watch 
uh, Kyler Murray run versus Cam Newton running. Cam Newton is yeah. seeking out contact. Yeah, Kyler Murray does everything he can to avoid contact. Yeah, he's more of a Lamar Jackson runner. No. Even Lamar Jackson has has no problem. He'll keep fighting for those extra yards right. and get hit. Okay. Kyler Murray is the guy that gets three yards away from a guy and he'll dance right and out of bounds. Okay, well that's good for him because that's uh that's yeah because he's see. also like five eight a buck eighty. So, but see, I guess that's what I thought with Cam Newton was that because he was so big that he was gonna last. You know what I mean? I yeah. kept I I always made the argument like this guy might actually have a really long career because he has the body for it, right? But even that broke down, so I don't know. It's not that that broke down; it's that his ability to throw the football broke down. It has no, it has less to do with the injuries and the I fact think that Cam Newton's that Cam mind Newton is, is may have broken down. Yeah, I think I think Von well, Miller Von got Miller in his head, yeah. and he's been living in there ever since. That's true, rent free, rent free. <laughs> All right, last topic I want to talk Broncos related that you guys touched on was the Brian Flores lawsuit. Okay, and there has been some developments on this since, and I think it's very interesting. Um, so. You know, there's been several credible sources that have backed what Brian Flores has said for the most part throughout his lawsuit and his allegations against the NFL, against the racism that was involved with the hiring process and different elements of, of things that were going on. There's been proof brought to the table, allegedly, uh, that, that shows that there was racial you know, inequalities going on there. The one thing that has almost uh, unanimously been disproven is the involvement of the Broncos and what he alleges that they did in the interview with him. There's been a lot of at least local sources that have notes and information and, you know, can confirm having been in meetings and situations with the, the GMs or the, the, the front office and the coaches coaching staff that was involved with the interview process, which is weird that like, he's literally got a legitimate lawsuit against the NFL and then would randomly throw something in that is not true about his situation with the Broncos? What are we missing here? Well, you know what I think. <laughs> and this might be a conspiracy. I was going to say, cue the conspiracy. No. So I think both can be true, right? I think, it, I think it can be true. I think it is true that the Broncos got in there at 2.30 a.m., right? And I also think it's true that John Elway was drinking like a freaking fire hydrant right before. Okay. Listen, man, I love John Elway, all right? I do. I love John Elway. Like, everyone loves John Elway, right? Who doesn't? But being a Colorado native, and all you listeners out there that are Colorado natives, we all understand we're only a few stories removed from hearing some drunken story about John Elway. I mean, really, right? Like, if we're being honest, like, that's what we do. Like, you know, I'm trying to be honest with you, and and that's the the case. Anybody who's lived in Colorado long enough has a third-hand story about John Elway, you know, boozing it up a little bit. So I could see both being true. Not that there's anything wrong with that. No, I mean, no, I mean, you know, well, uh, maybe, maybe when you're interviewing a coach, but uh, you know, Hey, regardless, I think both can be true. That's the thing is I actually think the Broncos are probably correct in saying, Hey, we were there at two 30 in the morning and we had to bend over backwards to get there on time. And we took you seriously. Maybe they did take them seriously. You know, that doesn't mean that a person who drinks every night is going to stop drinking uh, during that whole thing. You know what I mean? So I don't know. That's it. That's my my take on it. But we'll so say, I don't think the case. Connor, is very strong. Connor's answer is that 
John Elway just has a serious drinking problem. <laughs> Not that he was to be being disrespectful. He's just got a problem, man. Yeah. 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 I, I tend to think it's something along those lines. You know, the good for you, bud. You ever seen that yes. clip from oh, John that's, Elway? That's a good it's, one. It's a classic. So <laughs> now I think I think it's gonna be tough for Flores to have any any sort of sticking ground uh, in this case against the Broncos, especially if they can prove that hey, they were there at two thirty AM and so much of what he what he says is is really hard to prove. Uh, for the Broncos. So at least from a legal standpoint, it seems the Broncos are probably going to survive this fine and be in good shape. Um, yeah, it's a, it's interesting though. Uh, he certainly has some, some pretty interesting claims around the rest of the league as well. So, and, and again, you know, from, you know, sources that I don't know and couldn't tell you, there has been a lot of stuff coming out saying like, Oh no, there's proof that these things, discussions had you know specifically with with the giants job i think that's the one where there's you know with the whole bill belichick text thing i mean that in itself is bad but there's other evidence out there that's like oh no this was all a done deal I, I before they last even week interviewed. even if you throw out the race which we shouldn't do in context of this so i'm not saying like let's not have the discussion without race but i'm just saying if you even took it without the racial aspect of this it is still a terrible look that bill belichick knew what was happening before a coach that was interviewing and and in my (laughs) mind an even worse look from the nfl to come out within hours of this lawsuit becoming public and saying nope there's nothing going on we will vehemently defend why why not come out and say we're gonna look into this and see what's going on that's all you have to say nfl and that's what they do and then you come out three (laughs) months later and say wow we have like this whole report that says nothing was happening and you you could just pretend you know it's like the guy that goes back and says he's going to talk to his manager, you know, but really just goes back to get away from the customer so then he can come back up and say, sorry, my manager said no. <laughs> yeah. Right? That's all you have to do. Just fool us for a little bit that, like, you actually care. I actually think the NFL is putting a spotlight on themselves that in today's culture, with the the situations, the various situations that have happened over the last five to ten years, and particularly the last couple years with the Black Lives Movement and some of the other things... I think there's going to be a lot of traction to this, and I think the NFL may have made a big mistake in being so def- defensive over this whole situation. Yeah, they'll uh, they'll survive, though. They'll figure out a way. <laughs> they will survive. They'll pay off the right people. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, moving on. You guys conveniently, Connor, gloss right over the Red Rocks weekly draft, the Super Bowl draft that we did the last two weeks. Boo. And I wonder why. Connor did not do well. No. Mm. He chose poorly. Okay. So nice movie quote. Reminder to everyone out there that uh, half of Nick's picks were picked by Tyler. So. Allegations. Yeah. Well, hey, Connor, regardless, <laughs> you start out the year, I think, like three Hot. and oh. I know. I know. I came back down to earth. And you know, big time. So the way we did it is Sample going size. into the Super Bowl, we each took three teams. Okay. We drafted around in order. If that team lost in the wild card round, that was worth negative one. If they lost in the divisional round, that's zero points. You made it to the conference championship and lost, you get one point. And for those teams that have made it to the Super Bowl, they're currently getting two points. Whoever wins the Super Bowl will get an additional two points. Amazing. So, Connor. Remind his, everyone the picks. Remind. His three picks, Tampa Bay, Ooh. Tennessee, Ooh. and Arizona. Oh, no. So those aren't, Yikes, that aren't looking at an NFL playoff bracket. Tampa Bay lost in their first game, divisional mm. round, if zero I, points. Uh, no, 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 no. If no, I man. didn't have to pick, he's last, going on you know. mute. Tennessee Titans lost in their first game, divisional round. Arizona Cardinals 
lost in the wild card. That is worth negative one, Ooh. which puts Connor at three points on the season. He's still on you, by the way. Not good. Not good, mm. Connor. Go ahead, Connor. Thoughts? I do my best. <laughs> <laughs> I live to fight another day. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, soaps, you're faring a little bit better, although uh-huh. you're not doing great, but... We're, we're better than Con- I mean, good, he, good not great we're off from Connor okay so your three choices Green Bay mm. that was the sleeper that lost I think yeah. he, that was the first overall pick it's okay. It's okay Um. so that was zero they lost in their first round you took them Bengals I thought it was a bad pick when you Let's took it go. I couldn't believe you took Let's Cincinnati uh, and uh, so you got them they have obviously made it to the Super Bowl right now that is worth two points if they win this week it'll be an additional two uh, your third pick though killed you Dallas. Dallas. Minus one on that. They also lost in, in the, the wild card round. So Should we put you on mute so we don't have to listen to your picks? Uh, no, I think <laughs> I find a need to glow. I have been losing this entire season. Have not led at one point this season. By the way, Soaps, one point so far in the Super Bowl, uh, in the playoffs, that puts you at eight on the year. So Connor at three, Soaps at eight. Connor has no chance at going any further. Loser. You lose. You lose. Uh, mm, I, on tough. the other hand, what did you I have, have to start? strategy? Okay, Kansas City first pick. Hey, they lost in the second game, but, but hey, point. they they got a point. They made it to conference championship. Took Buffalo, which in hindsight was kind of no, 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 stupid because yeah, one yeah, of the yeah. two of them was always going to lose in the divisional strategy, round. Strategy, strategy. So no points for them. And then I took me uh, the L A so Rams. Okay, big, big time, big time. That's With my last pick. That's why I wanted. And you took them from oh, me. God. right out in front of you. <laughs> So that's where two right now. That gives me a total of three points, which puts me at eight. This is it. On the season. I'm sorry. I said eight for you. You're at seven. I okay, apologize. This, this You're at seven. It. I'm at eight. Whoever wins this, we got the Bengals and we got the Rams. So it's a, it's a two-man race. Should we do a six-pack to see whoever wins? Nick picked the six Bengals. Pack. I did. Yeah. Ooh. I know. So. Ooh. I know. Wow. Huh? Six-pack on it. Yeah. Next week. Craft beers. Good beers. You good beers. Good beers. Good. Okay. Keystone. I think they should be beers from a brewery, like a yeah. like a couple of crowlers. Yeah, that's just good. to make it expensive. Yeah, really expensive. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm I in. like it. I get the points though. We're gonna do something to where if I win, like I, I get to start like six points ahead or something. Screw like that. you! You don't get the points. <laughs> what is this? You took the Bengals well before I took the Rams. Fine. But you mentioned that, and I'm a little, I guess, not so much surprised to see. But four and a half right now is what DraftKings has that line at. Yeah, yeah. I, I would have thought closer. I would have thought three, three and a half, but I, this is why I am not a good mm. gambler. Yeah, you know, uh, <clears throat> I was actually uh, on a another Woos Media podcast, uh, Sports Betting Daily, where you know professional better Tyler kind of walked us through making a line for it, and, and I believe we ended with a five point one line wow. is where we ended with on it. So, um, and, and for the listeners of our show that have heard Tyler Walji on here, what most people don't understand is he's like a math whiz. He is super smart. Guy creates his own lines for sports betting. This is why he's really good at what he does. If you want to check out his show again, it's uh, Sports Betting Daily. Uh, it's a, another Woos Media podcast. So if you want to look for any other Woos Media podcast, just search on whatever play you're on right now. Woos Media, that's W-O-O-Z-E Media. Media, or you can find them online woosmedia.com go ahead connor sorry i i, I no, felt I, the plug I, it was know, there i, I, I had I kinda, to do it i like the line uh i like the rams to win this game one thing where tyler you like them I, against the spread i like them against the spread and i like them to win the game i 
Uh, so so one one thing that Tyler and I had a difference of opinion on is that I see the Rams coming out much more conservative than Tyler does. I see the the Bengals, especially you know first time head coach on the Super Bowl. They got a second year quarterback, right? Or uh, is he second or third year? Second year. Second, second year. year. So I think he's third. He tore his ACL his rookie year. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. So yeah, because he's the the youngest number one ever overall pick to ever get there, and and Matthew Stafford's the oldest number one. So, overall oh, pick really? Ever. Interesting. Uh, so, quarterback. I nice said it's good. Stat of the week. Stat of the week. No, it's not stat of the week. Don't you even <laughs> blasphemy. All right. All right. Uh, no. So because of that, because of the first time head coach, first time quarterback, because they're underdogs. I see that, and the Cincinnati Bengals were, you know, a top seven team in the NFL in yards per play, as it is. I see the Bengals attacking this game from like, we have to put it all out there to win this game, and we're going to take chances, and, you know, and I see, you know, on the other side, the Rams, who... Uh, when they win, they tend to they tend to run the ball really well. They have over 100 rushing yards in almost all of their wins this year. Um, the Cincinnati Bengals defense has given up 700 yard rushers in the last eight games. I see McVay looking at this and saying, "Hey, we don't need to do anything special. Let's just run the ball. Let's control the the you know control the time of possession and not turn the ball over, and we're going to win this game." So uh, that was the one area where me and Tyler disagreed a little bit on he he sees them having the mindset of let's lay it all out there we already went here to the super bowl once and we lost and only scored three points or whatever i agree i agree with tyler i must say i i think it's more of like um the rams have to play not to lose they have all the chips stacked they're they're the big dogs i think it's something where with with the joe burrow situation he's just going to go out and let it fly they're going to be loose relaxed i actually see the rams coming out a little bit tight um, but but so, again, so you see the Rams. So you disagree with me that the Rams will be conservative. You think the Rams are going to go for it and throw the ball down the field? And yeah, I I do. I think that the Rams okay. are going to be. Matt Stafford has a lot to prove. I think Sean McVay has a lot to prove. I I also on the flip side think it's the the one thing I didn't want was the Niners to make the the championship. Oh God, I, yes. that would have been Thank defensive you. oriented, low scoring game. So I'm really excited for this particular Super Bowl, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. It is a very intriguing matchup to me. And, and really, it's two teams that I don't care about at all. And I, I almost I think know, that, that makes nice? it better because it, I, I hate... You don't have that Von Miller connection? You want him to win another? Um, okay, so there is the Von Miller connection, but there's OBJ also... The, I'm a, you guys know I'm a huge CU football fan. There's two CU buffs on, on the Bengals, uh, most notably Cheeto Ouzier, the starting cornerback. cornerback yeah. And so it's good to see him getting a chance to, to do that. So yeah, sure, I can go both ways there, but I'm not going to lie, guys. I am so petty for everyone out there who doesn't know this about me. I am so petty. I was dying on the hill that Matthew Stafford's not that good. He's not going to lead this team to a Super Bowl. That I am going to literally root (laughs) against him in the Super Bowl, even though everything benefits me for him to win. We've literally had this argument before where I was telling you that Matt Stafford is a great quarterback. And uh, yeah, I hope he wins just so I can come and tell you I told... Every quarterback that gets to the Super Bowl is not great, Connor. Just because they make it to the Super Bowl doesn't make it a great quarterback. You're right, but a top 10 uh, passing yards of all time and the Super Bowl. Yeah, you want to know who leads the... You want to know who leads the college football in all-time passing yards? Case Keenum. That's a totally irrelevant Thank stat, Connor. You. Well, this isn't college. It's the same. It's, it's the, sa- the it's, same. It's the same thing. Mm, same like, same just because you throw a lot of passing yards doesn't make you a fantastic quarterback. No, but I think... Uh, you want to know who threw for a lot of passing yards? Phillip Rivers. And he's average at best. Boom. Ooh, you know what? 
That's a conversation for a different time, but I think Philip Rivers belongs in the Hall of Fame. So no. that's totally there subjective. That's subjective, but he wasn't an all-time great quarterback. I actually have a hard time with all three of the quarterbacks that came out of the draft class, and everyone saying they're just like first bout Hall of Famers. I'm like, are they though? Well, the the thing Roethlisberger is, Roethlisberger won his two Super Bowls. Who was it? Roethlisberger, Eli, 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 and Eli should be in just because of his story in regards okay, to but the play. Give Bowl. him well, the but, Kendall Hinton jersey in the Hall of Fame for the game he played. The, the two games. The two games. That he played, okay. He should be in the, the Hall of Fame. Was that a Hall of Fame that. career? I mean, look at uh, Joe Namath. He's in the Hall of Fame, and he had Different more times. interceptions than yeah. touchdowns. Yeah. So. I think you know what people <laughs> complain a lot in, in all sports about the the Hall of Fame and who does and doesn't get inducted. I think we should go back and remove people from the Hall of Fame that don't yeah. belong. Agreed. Like actually, in hindsight, <laughs> take his gold we jacket. Were <laughs> you know Sorry, what? Joe. I actually think that would be a great segment for a future episode. We'll remove three players from the Hall of Fame. Okay, yeah. I like it. Let's, I like let's, it. Let's we're we're getting it ready let's to come up on some dry times, yeah, you yeah, know. And, yeah. and this summer, so, we're so, we're going to come out yeah. of there. So, yeah. All right. Uh, we well. were talking about something. Oh yeah, there was there's a football game on this weekend. That's what we we're talking about. So so you got the Rams. I got. The I'm Rams. there with you. I actually am going to be that guy that's kind of down the middle in what the two of you guys are saying. I think you see it through. You see this process through. You bought in. You you went and got all these players. Let your players play. I don't think you should go in aggressive or they'll go in conservative. I think that Sean McVay tightened up last night. I think his he puckered a little bit last time he was in the Super Bowl. Well, I think I and think now, that um, Jared Goff puckered a little bit, but go certainly. on. They were also playing Tom That's Brady it. and Bill Belichick, which is different. Like three to thirteen. I think now Sean McVay Woof. goes into this situation with all the confidence in the world. I think he he coaches his game plan and I think that the Rams are the better team. They're the more experienced team and the deeper team. Although I have to say I'm rooting Bengals. I really am. I want to see the Bengals win. I think I'm going Bengals. I think Jamar Chase absolutely torches Jalen Ramsey if that's what they decide oh, to I do. Hope so uh, I I just Joe Burrow's cool. Uh, that's it. That's my that's so, I have no Joe actual cool, man. I have Joe I have cool. no actual scientific take. I just think he's an awesome dude and I think he's a freaking sweet quarterback like that's who i'm rooting for Less and i like matt stafford too but you can't i don't i don't like the they're so star-studded the rams i just i really want like the like Undergone. cincinnati's like not the nicest right. place so let's, like, let's go no no i got something for you uh i mentioned this on the when i was guessing on tyler's podcast i i went back to look because i was curious does a first-time head coach versus a non-first-time head coach in the super bowl does any Super Bowl coaching experience help you? And That's actually a really good. So, so there have been uh, fifty-eight Super Bowls. Is that is this fifty-nine? Wow. Yeah. Okay. So in fifty-eight Super Bowls. No, no, no. That's fifty-seven. Right. Fifty-seven. This. Yeah. This would be. This is fifty-eight. This is six years after the Broncos, isn't it? So fifty-six. This is fifty-six. Yeah. So fifty-five. There have been before this. Am I wrong? We have computers. This is fifty-six. People. This is fifty-six right yeah. here. Okay. Okay. Anyways, point is, I looked up the. The records took me. It took me way too long to look up the records of first-time head coaches in the Super Bowl. And it was about a 500 record for the first-time head coach group and the non-first-time head. So literally, it made no significant difference, which was interesting looking back over all those years. So, and I think if you really wanted to dive into the analytics of that, you'd have to look at wh- what head coaches are play callers, what ones are not, because that's to me a coordinator that's never been there that's calling the plays. Mm-hmm. If he tenses up if he doesn't handle that moment that, that could impact too so but i do like the rams though i do like the rams and i love that matthew stafford has a chance to 
prove all the doubters wrong, all the haters. See, this out there. is why I don't want it because a guy wins one Super Bowl and all of a sudden it's like, yeah, see, he is. No, it doesn't mean anything. He's a good quarterback. He's been stuck on Detroit his whole career. Well, what, what do you want from him? That's like and Peyton uh, Manning was stuffed with terrible Colts teams, but he still drugged them to the playoffs and to the Super Bowl. Okay, is is Matt Stafford a goat? No, is he like up there as the top five quarterbacks to ever play like Peyton is? No, of course you, not. I'm I not mean, saying are that. we are we saying he's top twenty, top? Of what? I, top 30 quarterbacks all time? No. I, I, absolute, I don't think so. I absolutely put Matt Stafford on like a top 30 type. Place. I mean, I'd yes. have to look at a list I do, of 30 I do. quarterbacks, I, I, I but do I don't think, think he fits there. Eh, I think so, but I think a lot of it has to do with the style. I of think I can days, think of so. at least 10 guys since Joe Namath retired that have played that are better, that, that are all-time greats. I don't think Matthew Stafford's anywhere near that list. I mean, Joe, Joe Namath stopped playing in what, 91? And, or, or Joe, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, sorry. Uh, Joe Montana is what I meant to Joe say. Montana. Joe Montana. Joe Montana. Since he stopped playing in the 90s, there has been, in 30 years, there's been a bunch of quarterbacks better than him. And that was before And you're telling the- me there's guys before that that were, I mean, there's, I just don't think he belongs in that list. I, I think he's a. Although many people would put Joe Montana right there at number one or two or three. Obviously. I, Connor, that's, so. And that's why I use him as an example. Obviously. He's a top guy. Well, so I think there's, there's many people since then. There's four or five guys that are better than Joe Montana mm-hmm. since then. And I think okay. there's about 30 guys that are better See, that's what than. I don't think that. That's, you don't that's think a, so? I don't think that there I are agree. like four or five. I don't think I would absolutely oh, put God. Peyton Manning above him. I, I would think. absolutely put Tom Brady above him and then him yeah, no I mean, oh you're talking about Joe Montana yeah ab- ab- I thought we were talking about uh, uh, Matt Stafford no, no Matt Stafford no, guys. and that's what I'm saying I think there's 30 quarterbacks <laughs> that have been around since the 90s that, that are better than mm. alright let me give you just a quick uh, just a quick little rundown uh, Warren Moon Fran Tarkington uh, Jim Kelly Kurt Warner Ben Roethlisberger who is better Russell we- Russell Wilson. I almost said Russell Westbrook. No, Terry said, Bradshaw. You said better than Stafford. Is that what you're Yeah, yeah. yeah St- t- Steve Young. When- Troy Aikman. Uh, I mean, I could go on and on. Bart Starr. Who, uh, Brett Favre. Aaron Rodgers. Um, I mean, there's so many quarterbacks. John better. LA, he Duke. is good. Stop he's this. above average. He is better than most quarterbacks in the league. He's not elite. Uh, I think he's a fringe I don't think he ever one. has been I think elite. he's a fringe tier, tier oh one quarterback. God. This is tough. This you is know. a tough day for the pod. Hey, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. All right. Hey, when this Super Bowl happens and Matt Stafford shoves it down their throats, I'm going to come back and I'm going to. I will. Gloat. I will give you this. I did not like Matt Stafford going into this year. Never have. Don't know why. Just is, he like an, is he an above average quarterback? He's too? grown on me throughout the year. I think he's a hardworking guy that puts his body on the line, and I like the way he plays. You watch him, he's fun to watch. That's why I'm looking forward to this game. Joe Burrow is so fun to watch. The Bengals are so fun to watch, and I think this Rams team, when they're on, is fun to watch too because this Joe, defense looked great. Joe Burrow might be this season. He might have put up the best season in the, in the NFL for quarterbacks. I mean, he might be the best quarterback I think this we, if you combine his playoffs, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, uh, we you know Tyler mentioned this uh, on the show too. He uh, you know on Pro Football Focus, who we agree has a relatively decent way of rating players. Uh, they had Joe Burrow number one in the NFL for quarterback play this year. Well, there you go. So, he is way he is good. He's than exciting. It's, it's an exciting matchup. I'm, I'm excited for it. It's going to be a good matchup. I uh, hope hope our boy Vaughn gets another one. I really do. I I that's like the one silver lining for me with the Rams is Vaughn would get another one. I'd be happy. I also love his comments that he had this week regarding the Broncos. Oh, he's always good for a good good guy. couple comments. Good guy. You know? Okay, 
Moving off of football, I know I came back and I took over the the whole podcast with football, but I do want to talk. We're coming up this week on the NBA trade deadline. That happens this Thursday, the 10th at 3 p.m. Eastern time. By the way, every league, if they don't, should make their trade deadline in the middle of the day. There's nothing better than getting like all the ESPN alerts on your phone throughout the day about the trades happening at the deadline. It, it just it makes for more excitement and drama. Yeah, that more distractions from work, which is what we're all aiming for. All looking for. That's what we uh-huh. need. That's how you actually get work done. Yeah, in a day, exactly. Actually, uh-huh. uh, any guys? Well, first of all, the question needs to be asked: Should the Bron- or should the Bron- should the Nuggets be actively trying to add somebody to this roster? Well, it's very obvious that their lightest position is at the center or power forward position, so it's an obvious upgrade. Connor's a little more keen on Demarcus Cousins than I am. Seems like he's been playing okay. Connor, I think you're going to be right that they'll probably sign him for the whole year. But he keeps having injury issues. Is that concerning enough to not? Even then, I just, it seems like Connor's kind of trending to where it's looking oh, like. Wow. Is, is Nick like having a hard time admitting that? I yeah, I, I, stu- I stuttered. I stuttered. I yes, I, I know. know. So anyways, it sounds like it sounds like they've got a they've got a couple guys. Nerlens Noel makes sense. Thomas Bryant seems to be kind of a hot commodity. Uh, Jalen Smith is who they're looking at. Robin Lopez seems to be a name that's that's floating out there. So all all very much role players, guys that you can see maybe making the rotation. I think to Connor's point, it depends on how they feel about Boogie Cousins. But what do you think, Connor? Yeah, I think. Uh, I think there's really two spots the Nuggets might try to look and upgrade. One is, like Nick said, that backup center position, um, which they have Boogie Cousins here. So I think if they make a move, obviously it's 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 obvious to say if they make a move for a uh, uh, another center, then essentially that you know Boogie will not be signed probably, right? Um, so I think a backup center position, and then I also think uh, a you know. And, and obviously, this is a broken record. Every team in the NBA could probably say this, but but they could really use another uh, three and D wing player. You know, someone who can who can shoot the three, who can play D, has some defensive versatility to go between you know the three four position. Um, that would be good uh, with some perimeter defense. I think the Nuggets are among the, the bottom of the league, and well, not the very bottom, but they're definitely in the lower third in terms of three point percentage uh, opponent three point percentage. So I think that those are the two spots they they could try and go for. On that note, I heard a name or I saw a name uh, that uh, intrigues me as a casual fan because of the familiarity with the Nuggets, and that's Gary Harris. Is that somebody, I don't know if that's realistic or if that's somebody that's on a a Nuggets fan page that's just wishful thinking. Is that a name that's potentially available and would he intrigue you guys bringing him back? I think I'm a little higher on it than than Nick. I'm a, I'm a big homer with Gary. I like. Gary Are you Harris. just the resident optimist and you're the resident <laughs> pessimist? Is that uh, what I'm getting? He's here? just expensive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so Nick, that's a good point that Nick brought up. Is he he definitely is, is he gonna... still on the deal the Nuggets gave him? I think so. I think he's making. Like I think it's the last year of his. Uh, I think it's like eighty four. Way to go, him. Nuggets! You gave him too big he of was, a deal that like, you right. now can't bring him back. They were excited. He he was exciting to have potential for it. Was. Yeah, uh, we'll see. I mean, hey, I like Gary Harris, and and he could be a good fit for what the Nuggets need right now. He he would bring that defensive, uh, the the perimeter D that I was talking about. One of the things the Nuggets could definitely use right now. Um, does it happen? I don't necessarily see it. Although I, I although I have read there are some rumors that he, the Magic might actually buy him out. Um, 
meaning he would become a free agent, and then I could see the Nuggets coming going out and signing. And I, I would imagine he would have mutual interest in, in making his way back here. Yeah, I think the name that excites me more, and I think it's picking up steam as it continues to go on, is Justin Holiday with the Pacers right now. Pacers oh, he just a, got traded. He did just get traded. Mm-hmm. Oh, he did. Yeah, he got traded to the Kings. I want to say. Oh, he was part of that package. Part of the Sabonis oh, trade shoot. to the Kings. Okay, well, I'm I, I was down. I was with you, Nick. I was all about. Justin I did not Holiday know he was part too, of it. So, but uh, I guess if he's gone, I think that the the focus should be on more of like a backup center role. Again, you've got to start sort of easing uh, Jokic back out of the heavy minutes that he's playing, playing out of his mind. It's hard to say. I don't love Gary Harris. I don't necessarily love kind of what he brings. Very defensive, but an offensive sort of hole with no MPJ. It makes it tough. So. I think I think a backup center makes a lot of sense for the Nuggets. So revisiting your list that you you rattled off a few names, I didn't recognize most of them. <laughs> um, give me give me some insight on who you would kind of peg if they were if they were to go for somebody. Who would your guys' name be at that center position? I think for me, I think the one that makes the most sense is probably Nerlens Noel. Is the guy that I tend to like the most. A um, lot of potential. He's had a lot of injuries. Very much a role player. A guy that has underperformed. Um, I think that's a guy that makes sense with what you're looking for. Very much a, a defensive-minded player, which the Nuggets need. I say this every week. I think it all depends on how Jamal Murray comes back and how he fits into what they're looking for. The MPJ thing is a huge question mark. It's hard to say. I think for me, he makes the most sense. Alex Len seems to be a guy that's coming and getting the most circulation. He was also a top 10 pick. I think he was second, actually. Second or third overall mm. pick when he got drafted. He's been a huge disappointment. Uh, in in regards to like trajectory of career, but for me, I think Nerlens Noel makes the most sense, especially with the Knicks. Had high hopes going into the season; they've really struggled. So Julius Randle has has I hate to say regressed, but he just hasn't played as well as he played last year. So I think he would make the most sense. Yeah, I like it, and and you know Noel is a definitely a rim protector type of guy. Um, you know can give can give the Nuggets. I would say a little more defense than Boogie Cousins brings. Uh, to be honest, and so you know Boogie Cousins, I, I I honestly think a lot of this hinges on what the Nuggets feel about Boogie. Right? If they're gonna sign him, then they're then they're not gonna look for. I, I think right now they're looking for a trade. Right? They're looking to see, hey, can we bring in a backup center that makes sense? Blah blah blah. But but at the end of the day. If they feel good about Boogie, they probably won't go that route. Although Boogie Cousins played five games for the Nuggets so far um, in his two 10-day contracts. They are 5-0, and which is a good thing. He has four technical fouls. In I those, love that. In those that is games. exactly <laughs> what you need him for right there. Yeah. He was really pissed off, actually, after the last game. Is he ever not pissed off? Yeah, I was going to say, isn't that just like uh, That's his MO for sure, yeah. It is, and he, uh, he was trying to say that he has been trying to change his narrative, and nobody in the league you know, has... You know, he, I don't know. I'm not, not going to lie. That comes off a little bit like Antonio Brown saying how he's trying so hard to do well. Boogie it's Cousins like, is just so expressive when he's upset. It That's what's that. I think that's like maybe his, I don't know, Achilles heel. He's so angry and he sh- he's so expressive with his anger. He's also large. He's so when you get that angry as that being. large of a man, he's it, it, it's huge. intimidating, a little bit intimidating. It'll be good though to uh, uh, get the... It could, to get a backup center, right? I mean, Boogie, whether it's Boogie Cousins or Nerlens Noel or whatever, because Jokic really does need a, you know, need, needs to be able to sit down and and have a little bit of a, a big man presence on the court, you know. Stat of the week. Stat of the week. Stat of the week. But 
With that said, and I promise, I'm going to get off of uh, our boy, Nikola Jokic, one day, all right? It's just so amazing what this man's been doing. So he is playing out of his mind, and I've said this. I have been <laughs> I have been pounding the table talking about how historic of a season he's having. He has a plus 10 net rating when he's on the court. To put that into it's, – it's, uh, you know, amongst the top in the league. To put that into perspective, Kobe and Shaq had like a point, uh, plus 9.3 rating when they were on the court. Um, Nikola Jokic, though, just hit another massive milestone in his already decorated career. He just last week played his 500th game, NBA game. Whoa. Has 9,579 points, 5,081 rebounds, and 3,068 assists. He is the first player in NBA history to record 9,000 points, 5,000 rebounds, and 3,000 assists in their first 500 games. Nice stat, Connor. So I mean, he's doing things. He's doing some if real. If I'm hearing you correctly, uh, Nikola Jokic is the combination of Shaq and Kobe. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the equivalent. Short of how, answer, yes. I just want to make sure we're all clear on this. I know, Connor. You, I need you to have more conviction to continue to drive the Nikola Jokic narrative to our listeners because I am sick of everyone in in Denver. Uh, Nuggets country being so hesitant like oh no he actually really is good I swear he is guys even the numbers show it you gotta have definitive just conviction well he's the earliest player to uh, reach those numbers I know just don't don't apologize for it hey I I apologize because I am not being as diverse with my stat of the week as I could be all right he is playing out of his mind I will give you that he is he's playing unbelievable And, and I think I think right now there's really only three players there really are only three players that I personally think you can even argue are MVPs, and that's Nikola Jokic, Joel Embiid, and Giannis Antetokounmpo. And you know the stupid thing there is Jokic the, is going to miss out hurt. on this award because of the stubbornness of people to give it to somebody in back-to-back years, even though he's having a better uh, year than last year. And look, man, Joel Embiid is playing out of his mind, too. He, he is playing absolutely fantastic and you know the voters have have wanted to just like see Joel Embiid put together a season true. plus he's East Coast um, man true. everyone wants the everyone East Coast wants this to guy be, and, yeah. and you know what I'm not gonna knock Joel Embiid I, I think a lot of Nuggets fans have a tendency um, to knock Joel Embiid because it's always him or Jokic who's the best big man in the game and I see a lot on Twitter a lot of Nuggets fans knocking Joel I don't really get that because I also very much like Joel Embiid. I really like his game. I think he's a good guy. He, he really, by all accounts, seems to I be a know. good dude. I don't know. I just generally don't like him. And, and so, well, yeah. yeah that's just, uh, he's, he's, he's the enemy. If you're, if you're not my friend, <laughs> you're my enemy. That's, that's the way it is. He's one of those guys that he's, he, he just gets better every year, and he's just massive. You know what I mean? Came out of Kansas, huge, had all this potential. So I could see it going both ways. I, the, the KD vote is obvious if he's not hurt. That guy's a machine, so. So uh, you mentioned Murray, the potential of him coming back. A, I have to confess myself disappointed that I haven't seen another video clip, man. I was kind of no more he, he that dunk dogs, huh? out there. I thought we were going to get another one, uh, you know, co- coming out. So have we heard anything, insiders here? Have we heard anything regarding, uh, you know, regarding Murray coming back? Uh, he's still working. I mean, the Nuggets are still pretty tight-lipped, saying that they're not. Uh, you know, they're not uh, 
going to put a timeline on it. He's going to come back when he's ready. I mean, they're still they're still saying the exact same thing. Um, well, we're coming up on that timeline, though. I, I think, you know, originally it was kind of like April, right? Was was what? Uh, March. We're March. Th- we're and like we're March. three weeks away from March. So yeah, we're, we're thinking end of it, February, March was kind of what, if what we were If he's not saying. starting to seriously be a presence in practice and, well, you know, playing on a court, so he should not so be I'd, getting back out there anytime soon. That, you know, that's true. I think I think once he gets cleared to play five on five, like once he gets actually cleared to play full court five on five, it'll probably take him a few weeks to get back in, maybe even play 15 minutes in the NBA, you know, in the game time. Um, he has ramped up his... Uh, his intensity in his workouts. And so, uh, you know, you may not see the flashy windmill dunks, right? But uh, there are people people that are recording, you know, Katie Wingy from Altitude, for instance, is recording a lot of this pregame. Harrison Wind from DNVR. uh, They do a great job of of covering some of this stuff. And, you know, because us that don't go to every game, we can't see this stuff. But um, actually, uh, I think it was against the Pelicans. Um, He actually had a couple possessions against the you know one of the trainers where he looked to be going about a hundred percent so looks like it's a good sign i would imagine that you're going to hit the all-star break and you're going to start hearing this conversation heat up in a major way after and when is the all-star break exactly is that like next week i think it's i want to say within within two weeks i think it is yeah so we're coming up on it in the next couple weeks so i yeah it seems like we may be seeing Maybe late March, early into April, more more realistically. So it's February twentieth, uh, the All Star Game. Yeah, okay. Two weeks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Perfect. All right. Last topic before we get out of here. Got to touch on a little bit because uh, it continues to drag on, and it's been a, a big topic. Is the MLB lockout? And here we are, guys. It's February eighth. And we're starting to get into like spring training time. I think this is usually when pitchers and catchers are starting to report. And this seems to be going nowhere. And Connor, I know you follow this stuff. You follow the MLB a little bit closer than uh, myself and Nick do. But this is starting to look like we may be missing legitimate baseball this year. Yeah, you know, I, I'm still hopeful. That we're going to miss some? I am too. <laughs> I also am hopeful for that, yes. <laughs> Knock out about 100 games and call <laughs> it good. Yeah, we could see a shortened season. Um, you know, on, uh, it, it, it's tough, man. It, it's it's tough to tell what's going on right now. Uh, both sides are being pretty, just like you said. I mean, they're really dragging this out. The you know the players' union puts out a proposal. The the owners, instead of countering that proposal, say no. Let's have a federal mediator. The players' union declines the federal mediator. Uh, so it's just it's kind of a game of um, what do you call that? Posturing. It's it's a little bit of posturing, a, a lot of posturing right now. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, wow. I got a frog in my throat. I know. It's emotional. It is. It is. <laughs> it's tough the to talk idea about. of Connor not being able to watch 162 games, that's just, it's getting to him. I understand. Hey, uh, I'm, still con- I, I'm still optimistic, right? You, you call me the optimist. I'm optimistic. We'll still see a very significant baseball season. Um, you know, I, I, I think that they'll probably end up working this out. Uh, you know how these things go, man, usually. And, and here's the thing is, if they don't work it out, then how dumb is is the baseball world as a whole, right? I mean, especially after the COVID and the shortened dude, season at, and all the money they've been losing. Exactly. So you you guys know how much I love. But baseball. wouldn't that be I so that, oh, baseball Connor, to do? Know. Wouldn't that just be right yeah. up their alley of how stupid they I, are? I and- hate to say it, but yes, like that is like the most baseball thing ever. I mean, here's the thing: is like I love the game. 
But I fully recognize that its popularity is on the decline. Uh, the younger viewers aren't necessarily as engaged with baseball as they, you know, baseball has some, some serious problems that they have to figure out to keep, to maintain their dominance as a, as a top sport in America, right? Um, and yeah, this would be a terrible look for them. I mean, coming off of, uh, you know, the COVID season, and then there was a shortened 60 game season with no fans, right? And, people's interest quite frankly is is dwindling in baseball and we saw this in hockey we we literally saw this in hockey who i even think you know maybe didn't have as serious of issues as baseball had but but tell me right and I, i'm sure our listeners that were around in the 90s can re- can relate when hockey went and they what was it in the 90s or early 2000s yeah somewhere right around there i think it was early 2000s early 2000s actually, yeah because it was after they won it, their second was, Stanley so Cup. It was after 2001 yeah so uh but, but I think we can all relate, right? Like, uh, you know, obviously the hardcore hockey fan, the hardcore, yeah. they, they're going to get right back on it, no problem. But the fans that are like, yeah, I, I like watching it. It's fun, the games. It was, it took a long time for hockey to kind well, of bounce just, back. I, I think it's so telling how hard it is to find games and not just in the Colorado market. I know there's the whole issue with the, what, what is it, altitude sports and not Comcast being... Comcast and... and right, right. Even outside of that, there are playoff games that are not on network TV. They are on some odd NBC Sports or you know regional coverage. I mean, playoff games, and that—that's you would never. I mean, every NFL game, and I get it's different. You have a lot fewer games, but I mean, no sport like in my mind, no sport like 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 hockey in that regard. But baseball is well on its path, and and it started from a much higher point. Uh, of level of interest and it is really really dwindling so okay it's bad luck what, for april april 1st ish is usually the first week of baseball right somewhere right around yeah. there realistically when would this have to be resolved how much time do baseball players truly need to get in shape and be right i know pitchers for probably me, but they should be pitching right for, now anyways you for, don't need to yeah I, I would say they need like 10 minutes right to be ready <laughs> you should be able to show up and yeah go. i mean come on but Connor would tell you seven months. How long, Connor? Baseball has, as you know, one of the longer, more extraneous uh, preseason programs. I mean, it's it's one of those things where, uh, especially hitters, they they tend to feel like they really need to get in the, a lot of hitters. Not all of them. Some of them are really fast starters, but a lot of hitters tend to feel like they need a month or so. But like, to I'm, get in the group. I'm sorry, you can't be doing that right now. They're not. It's uh, not the same. No, I'm it's, sure, it's not the same. No, I'm sure they no. are. Uh, honestly. Um, I could easily see them dragging this through the spring training and just saying, okay, we came to an agreement. Everyone report two weeks later, regular game. Yeah, I think you're going to see at least a ten, week or two ten minutes. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. That they'll put. I, I agree. They should be able to just show up and play. What are they? Baseball. They, you see what they do you don't when need they to be warm in up? Shape. They're just chilling. Like they're just uh, hanging you out. Know what? And hit. even when they do BP batting practice, like they, they hit and they hit 20 balls and they're done. Like, come on. Yeah. What hitting, are they hitting about? a baseball is one of the toughest things in all of You won't. You won't you hear me. You should be hitting a baseball year round. You won't hear me disagree. You won't hear me disagree that. As it's a professional just, athlete. Yeah. That's true. Uh, I, I think the big thing with like football where you need, and even basketball, I would say, even hockey, all the other really major sports, you have to get in a certain level of shape. You got to have, there's a level of fitness that you can't mimic except in a game situation. Baseball doesn't have that. Two the farthest words. you're running is 270 feet. If you can't handle yeah, 270 you know feet, you don't belong. But, but you know what? Standing for four oh hours my God. is a whole I, yeah, Oh, muscles. my God. Are you being serious? I'm telling you, it's a whole different set okay, of muscles. Okay, two words. Stuff. Two words. Prince, fielder. 
He's huge. You, but he's guy, an outlier. This, you're you're mentioning an outlier. Like, no. yeah, that can exist, but that's not. The, uh, let's just say, like, not a third of the first baseman in the major league baseball. It's, that's it's, not an it's outlier. Still not true. Did you just it's hear Connor? I stand for four hours at work every day. And yeah. does that fact, make me a professional? In fact, it's better for your body, Connor, to stand for four hours a day than it is to sit in a desk. Well, but it's but it's okay. But it's oh my so God. one of the reasons why there's so many injuries in baseball is because it's it's a matter of yes, standing. But then all of a sudden having to turn it right on and sprint for like 40, 50 feet. You know what I mean? And do and and then and then you add that with 162 games. It's every day basically playing this. It's I a would grind, say the grind my, of the my, season is real. My point though being that I don't I think baseball less than any other sport, you have to be in a game situation to mimic that. I think it's very easy for these guys to be, to be mimicking this on their own time yeah. right now. They yeah, don't need I, to I'm playing a little be devil's, in this situation. I'm playing a little devil's advocate, but I think I, I ultimately agree with you. I, I don't think they're gonna need too much time to get into the swing of things. Uh, one of the interesting things before we before we wrap up here that I saw on the on the baseball discussion and Obviously, this is probably more of a headline than anything. Uh, but the for the first time in 20 years, the uh, MLB oh, drug yeah. testing program has expired. Amazing. So, Which amazing. means I love next it. year, Barry Bonds is in. Right? Yeah, he's in. <laughs> I wish. I wish. I think that, Watch I, it I happen. Watch it happen. Yeah, I did in, mention that a couple episodes ago. I think it's a travesty that Barry Bonds is not in the Hall of Fame. It's ridiculous. It's, it's pathetic. I'm not going to go there right now. Uh, and honestly, just for those listeners out there that might wonder what this means, not a bunch. I mean, when when this new agreement eventually does get put into place, there will almost certainly be some sort of, you know, re-up on the drug testing. So it's it's really, I just want to, the reason I bring this up, Jared, is because people have probably seen this and heard of this, our listeners out there. Um, and I'm here to tell you that it really doesn't mean a bunch. It just means their agreement. I just, just legalize the steroids. Legalize it. I want to see how far a human can hit a baseball with a wood bat. Uh, like, is that too much to ask? And and also you can then maybe there are, are <laughs> let me ask this question. Are there safe and smart ways to take steroids or is it just always bad? These guys should all be taking one cycle of steroids now. Let's go. <laughs> Actually, that's the key. That's the key. Because it's not like you just lose all of it once I you're know. off the roids. I know. So watch. There's going to be a bunch of positive tests when they come back. That's what's going to happen. It's there- just kind of one of those things that just I just want it and just let them take steroids. Just acknowledge it. I think this is how you fix baseball. Okay, bring steroids back. Bring yeah. the steroid era back. Make I steroids great again. again. Put Make pressure steroids. on everyone to degrade their bodies and uh, lose yes. their health. Amazing. God, it's so fun being back. Welcome here. back. I'm Jared. so glad to be back. Make sure everybody tune in each and every week and follow us on Twitter at Red Rock Sports One for Nick and Connor. I'm Jared. Thanks for tuning in to Red Rock Sports. <laughs>